<laughs> Hello and welcome to episode two of Once in a Lifetime. Once in a Lifetime. <laughs> what a beautiful theme song. <laughs> You'll love Lifetime movies. <laughs> Uh, all right. <laughs> this is the podcast where we watch Lifetime movies, talk about them, probably some other stuff. I'm Bridget. I'm Anne. And this week we are talking about the 1995 gem, Midwest Obsession, a.k.a. Beauty's Revenge. Beauty Revenge. <laughs> uh, it is starring Tracy Gold, Courtney Thorne Smith, and Kyle Secor. Oh, look at you. You looking up the names of that guy who never was. Well, so I knew that, like, I'd seen Tracy Gold in Growing Pains, right? And Courtney Thorne Smith. Is she from Melrose Place? Yes. Okay, so I knew I recognized the guy and I couldn't place him. And he plays Jake Kane on Veronica Mars. So. Oh, so I guess he did go on to some of the biggest and best things out of the three of them. Yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff, but yeah, definitely I know him as Jay Kane because I'm a big Veronica Mars fan, and he's a real big dick on that show. Oh no, <laughs> he was kind of an aloof dick in this in this movie. I did not like him at all. No, I didn't either. I just really liked Tracy Gold. She was the only one I liked. She was wonderful, her character, and she looked great oh my god her hair it was like so perfect oh it was so great beautiful and i was like why did she think she was doesn't she have like a tear didn't she have a terrible eating disorder and stuff yeah there was a movie about it that she made it was i forget what it was called it was probably like her shameful secret or something like that (laughs) i'm sure that's exact (laughs) we had to watch it in school in my skills for living class what we did we had a I went to school with a lot of girls with eating disorders in high school one time like some of the girls suffering from eating disorders had an assembly like to share with everybody but then me and Liz and a bunch of our friends left and went to Coney Island and got a bunch of fries I was like oh you don't have to worry about me being anorexic I'm fine we're all set thank (laughs) you That's amazing that you guys watched that. We watched, I went to Catholic school and for part of our sex education in middle school, we watched Degrassi Junior High. What? Really? (laughs) Yeah, I was like, look at these bad kids. Don't do what they do. In this like sweet little Canadian teen. Oh my God. Really? They were like getting pregnant and doing drugs, etc. I never saw that. The only time I've seen anything from Degrassi is um, I remember (laughs) going to a laundromat with my mom one time because she had to wash like a comforter and Mm -hmm. you just, you can't wash that in your home machine at home, Bridget. You need to take it to like the laundromat where they have the big things. It's true. So we went and I was sitting there watching Degrassi and I was like, what the fuck is this show? (laughs) I still know the whole theme song only for junior high. I never saw like any of the other ones. Oh. All right. Back on track. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Nope, that was, that was all. Me. <laughs> uh, okay. So this is another movie based on a true story. Um, 
and basically tells the tale of a young woman who just can't let go of her ex-boyfriend. No, that um, pissed off Dairy Queen. <laughs> Dairy Queen, why wasn't she the the by the horse? <laughs> she doesn't let go. Although that's um, cool, but whatever. <laughs> Okay, so I looked up the real case, and it happened in 1989 in Wisconsin. Oh, so not that long before they made the movie. No, and so the girl who was murdered was Lisa Sihaski? C-I-H-A-S-K-I. Sihaski? Maybe, or it might be one of those, like, Polish pronunciations, like, chuck me or something. <laughs> Okay, so this isn't funny, but <laughs> she was 21 years old when she died, um, and she was murdered by Dairy Princess Lori Esker because Lisa had recently become engaged to Lori's ex-boyfriend, Bill Buss. <laughs> Bill Buss. I wish your face would be... <laughs> that name, I would have called him Bill Buss Baggins because... <laughs> You gotta have a more interesting name than Bill Bus. Bill Bus. Is it Bus with one S or twos? Oh, two. Oh, yeah. Bringing that double S curve. Um, and so in the movie, his name is Kevin Reese, which is funny because I went to grade school with a boy named Kevin Reese. Oh, my God. And I'm still friends with him on Facebook. He seems very nice. Oh, he didn't one have Fairy few- Princess ever try and murder for him? Um, I don't think so. I think he's gay. So oh. he avoided that whole... Stayed away from that mess, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, so the movie opens, again, like uh, Death of a Cheerleader. We see the crime happening, and then we go back two, two months. months earlier. Two months. Yeah, this was not a long time. Girlfriend just dove right in. <laughs> dove right in. <laughs> Obviously, I couldn't find, like, an account, a detailed account of, like, what the real story was. But could she possibly have been this insane? Well, the the friend dying, her murdering the friend is totally made up part of the movie. Yeah, that part did not happen. Larry did not exist or if he did I wonder if she did try to like attack this like because at the end she tries to murder Kevin you know like did she try to actually really do that she seemed fucking nuts (laughs) she was insane I didn't know how old they were supposed to be either you don't even find out until like 20 minutes till the end of the movie that she's in college yeah, she just casually mentions, like, I'm going to go back to college. And you're like, what? And then she takes a phone call at school from her dad. From the dorm. Yeah, like, wh- what? You haven't mentioned being in school or being away at any time at during this film. Like, <laughs> you're at your yeah. dad's house where we assume you live. Especially because she was so hell-bent on, like, I want to be on a farm and yeah, raise my herd of cattle. What was she going to (laughs) dairy studies, agricultural studies? (laughs) Um, yeah. The the way they meet is she's on a she's on a date with Jeremy, this guy named Jeremy, Jimmy. Jimmy. 
thought it was Jimmy. Jimmy, Jeremy, some Jane. Jeremy seems more appropriate for and whatever. He is being an A. Yes, he's being grabby McGrabovich, and she's like, knock it off. And he will not knock it off. And so she throws the keys to his truck in the river, <laughs> storms away to the side it's of the road. First red flag. <laughs> Like, yes, you're being attacked. This guy's trying to date rape you, but like throwing his keys in the river. Keys <laughs> in a flowing river? That's rude. Just throw them across the field. That's so, I don't know. That's crazy. So then he's getting all physical with her at the side of the road, and she's like, Stop it. You're a jerk. And then Kevin just happens to drive along in his pickup truck. Good old Kevin. And he's like, Knock it off, man. I'm saving her. Tell her you're sorry, forces him to <laughs> If I ever see you again. So then she hops in his car. He gives her a ride back. She just... it is Immediately. It, yeah, she's like having daydream fantasies about him constantly throughout this movie. Daydream fantasies about murdering other people all through this movie. It's great. I love her little daydream sequences. Yes, the fantasy sequences were delightful. Um, I noticed in this scene, and then I think again later, (laughs) this movie seems to think that women can be pretty or have a skill. Because she's like, oh, I used to be a tomboy, but now I'm the dairy princess. Now I'm the dairy princess. (laughs) All I care about is my cows. They bond over cows. Being farmers. Really do. So that, to her, means that they're meant to be together. True love. Um, Yeah, so she gets home and immediately tells her dad, like, that's the man I'm going to marry. Yeah, I met this guy. He's so great. I love him. I love him so much. (laughs) They go to a bar. Yeah, so they happen to be all at the same bar. Yeah. Cheryl's there with a friend. How is Cheryl in the bar drinking when she's, Oh, I guess she's, maybe she must be almost done with college so she can be drinking age. I guess I always forget that 21-year-olds are still in school. I know. But that would mean she was about to graduate if she's 21. None of it makes any sense to me. No. Um, but so Cheryl's with this friend talking about how she met Kevin. We do not or hear that friend again for the rest of the movie. Bridget, <laughs> like, you're totally right. And I didn't even, I didn't even realize that, but you're right. You're I right. feel like, did she just talk to that girl at the bar until Kevin got there with Beth and Larry? Maybe that girl is like, girl, I don't fucking know you. Who is Kevin? <laughs> Who are you? Leave me alone. I'm just trying to play some pool with my friends. Get the fuck away. Um... So Cheryl comes up to them while they're playing pool. She's she could not be less subtle about being into Kevin. Like, no. I'm not a jealous person, but like if some girl came around, some woman, chick, whatever, came around and was acting like that in front of Danny, I would I would honestly be like, uh, excuse me. Hello. You are being very rude and forward. Can I help you with something? And I feel like Danny would be like hey, sorry, not interested, and walk away. Whereas Kevin is, like, the most oblivious, obtuse... I know. ...dummy. I mean, maybe Kevin just doesn't have a lot of experience with 
women. Sure. I, I don't sure. know, but yeah, he he does not do anything to stop her like insane fantasies at all through this entire movie. Like no. And when Beth is like, "How did you guys meet?" He's like, "Oh, I don't know." Yeah, just around side of the road to save her from a man who was attacking her. Yeah. That seems worthy of telling. Yeah, I would want to know that because I would be like, "Wow, you're a good guy for helping this person out." Like, if you don't yeah. tell me, you hide it from me. Why are you hiding this heroic act you did? Yeah, because you want a banger. Super, super shady. <laughs> Um, oh, I loved the passive-aggressive interaction with Cheryl and Beth in the bathroom of the bar. Oh, my God. When she's like, I was class president and you were yeah. a fucking cheerleader, you stupid Still bitch. shaking your pom-poms, I see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. It was good. It was. Like, Courtney Thorne Smith was fucking... She played crazy very well in this movie. I thought all the acting in this was really good. It was not bad at all. Like, Tracy Gold was good. This wasn't a bad movie. No, it really wasn't. And it's crazy that it's an actual story. Like, this crazy bitch got so obsessed with a cow farmer. Yeah, that that she she murdered. She murdered somebody with a belt? Is that how she actually murdered her in real life? I think so. A belt? Yeah, that is, that is like, like. To strangle someone, I feel like is really hard. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, she didn't use her bare hands, but still. It can take a long time too. Like it can take up to 10 minutes for, because yeah, like. There's plenty of time to be like, I'm going to stop this. This is probably not the wisest decision for me to be making. Oh my yeah. fucking god! I this is what I wanted to know. So in the parking lot after they're leaving, right? She oh. fucks with, she fucks with somebody's car what and then car just like that? <laughs> t- like kicks it so it like goes back into the woods. It like falls into a ravine. Whose car was that? I have. Oh, was it? Okay. I also wrote that I have no idea whose car that is, but was it Larry's car? Because the next day she brings her car to the shop for Kevin to look at. And he's like, well, Larry has my truck. So you would need to drive me back home. Oh, also... I was really confused when she took her car in because that looked like a mechanic shop, but that was Kevin, right? Yeah, like he had, he was also operating a garage, like a mechanic. Okay. I didn't even realize that was him at first until he took her back to the house, like, and introduced, was introduced to her dad. Yeah, that whole thing was weird. So, yeah, I guess maybe Uh, that was Larry's car, but that was not clear. It was not explained at all, or really why. Now, I mean, now that you explain it back, I'm kind of like, oh, but... But that's still far-fetched. Yeah, and it took us being like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) What was the meaning behind that? Okay, that can make sense. Um, Speaking about her car, can we talk about... Her fucking car. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I 
speed rewatched it this morning just to refresh my memory. Uh-huh. And the first time I watched it, I thought she said that she had saved for a year to get this dairy princess. It is a pot or not a pot pink. It's like a bubblegum pink convertible. Yeah, like an says, old Cadillac, like an old boat of a car convertible. So big. It says Cheryl, dairy princess on the side. And, and the interior is all cow print. Yeah, all of it. Even like around the rear view mirror, there's like cow print around it and like the steering, everything is cow in it. Um, the thing with these little small towns and their their titles, yes. they're passed down year to year. Cheryl, you're not going to be Dairy Princess for the rest of your life. Are you? Okay. What are you so doing? So that's the, that's the thing that I thought she said she saved and like that was her car. When I watched it again this morning, she says, it's part of the award. I get it for a year. Okay. So I, but like that still seems crazy because then you're transferring the title of a car from person to person every year. I guess that insurance rate is going to be jumping all around. <laughs> It was crazy. It was it was a car. It was the car. And she loved it. She she really enjoyed driving that car around. Well, Cheryl, so I wanted to dislike that Cheryl is so into cows that she like everything she wears has cows or cow print or cow earrings. Then I realized I do the same thing because I like superheroes, so I wear lots of superhero clothing. I want to look up what does a cow animal totem what does a cow symbolize <laughs> um they are supposed to be a sense of stability and a solid loving growth oriented relationships with self <gasps> others and the environment cow people <laughs> have the ultimate mother's intuition ah uh, yes <laughs> she totally had great mother's intuition <laughs> Yeah, well, she thought she did. She's all about building those solid, strong relationships with men and earth and healing people. (laughs) That is super interesting because she is, like, obsessed with this idyllic sort of relationship, she thinks. I I just don't, I mean, you don't, she doesn't seem like the kind of gal who would get down and dirty on a farm, though. You know what I mean? She's very fancy. Yeah. She's very, um, she seems, high, and I, I don't like the term high maintenance, but like she cares about how she looks. So you don't imagine that she'd be like, I'm just going to sit down in the dirt. Yeah, she just, her whole overall attitude doesn't seem like a gal. I mean, it's just like she wants, she wants to be the little eye girl farm wife, I guess, and not mm-hmm. actually have to do anything, but. Yeah, she loves to cook. We see that multiple times. Oh, my God, when she breaks into his house. Okay, yeah, so let's catch up. So, like, they, Cheryl, or Beth and Kevin get into a fight. Starts being about Cheryl, but ends up being that, like, Kevin wants to start a family, and Beth's like, no, I want to be a travel agent. (laughs) Yeah, because then I can't stay here. There's no agency here. <laughs> Sorry. She needs to spread her wings. A travel agent is a very worthwhile endeavor. It just seems very 90s to want to be a travel agent and are there have nowhere. Still travel agencies. I'm sure there are. I feel like if my parents went on vacation, like my mom would use a travel agency. 
My mom would too. Even like one time we took a road trip and my mom got like a bunch of trip ticks from AAA. Oh my God. Did you get, the last time I went on a trip with my mom, we got one of those custom printed Spotify maps. (laughs) (laughs) And still got lost because my mom is horrific with directions. One time we went to go drive to Niagara Falls on the Canada side somehow ended up in New York for five minutes. And I was like, mom, what are you doing? Like, we're not supposed to be in New York. How did you get over to New York? (laughs) That's amazing. Oh boy. (laughs) Oh, there's the, um, so yeah, so they get in a fight. They, they break up. Yes. I thought, the fact that Beth told Kevin, you want you in a dress was <laughs> so wonderful. <laughs> you know, she was right. Like when you have Tracy Gold standing in front of you wanting to be an independent woman, you know, she she doesn't need him for anything. She wants him along in mm-hmm. her journey. And you don't you don't appreciate that? Like, bye, Kev. You, he you know? says, where are your values? I was like, <laughs> what a dick. Are you a piece of shit or what? How dare you? What an asshole. You know what? I hope he I hope he actually did say that to her in real life and lives with that fucking guilt every fucking day. What a yeah, horrible thing was. to say someone to someone. Someone who's like doing her own thing. Like, God damn it. Fuck you, Kevin. And also, they make a very big point of saying, like, she volunteers and she's tutoring and, like, yeah. she's a great person. Yeah, but she everyone also... loves Beth. Yes. <laughs> Beth is so, so amazing. Yeah. Um, they, there's one quote. This is probably when she um, has broken into his house after he comes home after breaking up with Beth. Yeah. And this crazy nut is just in his house, made him a big-ass dinner. He made him multiple meals. Yeah. You're like, good he just had a baby. And like, he would just put food in your freezer so that you don't have to cook. Yeah. Uh, there's a quote that, I don't know if she said it or he said it. I should have wrote, written it down, but <laughs> one of them says... Dairy farming, it's all I've ever known. The only thing that makes me happy. (laughs) Okay, that is, he says that. And he also says, (laughs) he also says that he loves it because when he helped birth a calf as a child, it made him feel like a god. I was like, bro, you're slaughtering these cows too, I'm assuming. Does that not also make you feel kind of godlike? Like, but like who who in their right mind is like, I love being a dairy farmer because it makes me feel like a god. It's like something so Dwight Schrute would say. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. And that's not ever good. So they're at a a bar. they they go back to the bar, right? Oh well first, um before they're at the bar. Cheryl like goes to change into the least sexy lingerie I've ever seen in my life. Oh my 
guy. It looked like it was from like Talbots or something. No, it's like shorts that go to like her mid thigh. And I'm like, well, um, grandma lingerie. It was so (laughs) funny. Like, oh yeah, baby. Nice. Let me see those shorts. Yeah. So she just, yeah, she comes out in lingerie and he's like, you got to go. This is too much. But then of course she like rubs all up on him. And is that when, yeah, that's when Beth comes over to talk to him and she finds them together. And so Mm -hmm. then she leaves. She's like, we're officially done. And Kevin kicks Cheryl out. Yeah. Um, Then they're at the bar. Yeah. Then he goes to the bar and she's there and she's wearing mom jeans and a cow sweater. Oh my God, that sweater. (laughs) She knit that, right? It was like a cow in the desert. It was a desert. There were cactuses. I couldn't understand yeah, what I was, it was looking great. at. It looked like a Rose Nyland sweater. <laughs> and it would have looked great on Rose. It, it was weird on, it was weird on Courtney Thorne Smith. The bartenders, too. But or the bartender, the way he just because there's almost a fight, right? With Kevin and Kevin some, and some, some other guy. Some guys that are talking to well, Cheryl's just like drunk. Cheryl's yeah, and he's like, I'm your dad now, and I'm going to take you home. And then the truckers are like, is this guy bothering you? Yeah. And somehow <laughs> that turns into a fight. I don't know. It's weird. And then the bar- it just keeps go- cutting to shots of the bartender, who's this little, like, bald, roly-poly bartender <laughs> in a small town, just staring at... Does nothing. No- does nothing, but it's just, <laughs> like, a shot of him staring. And it'll cut back to the guy's. Cut back to the bartender, still not moving, just staring. And then from that interaction later on, when the police interview him, he's like, "Yeah, I, Kevin really like blew his top. <laughs> a real on him. Nobody blew their top. Everyone, calm down." <laughs> okay, so this this is where we really start to see that Cheryl is not well. Oh yeah, she says she's going to get into her car. And drive home. And Kevin's like, you can't drive home. You're drunk. You want to kill yourself? And she's like, maybe I do. And then, Anne, she runs into the woods and climbs a water tower. I mean, we've all been there, Bridget, right? (laughs) If I had a nickel, I'd have no nickels because that is not a safe, sane thing to do. My God. My God. (laughs) You're drunk. What? I don't want to climb a ladder when I'm sober. Like, drunk climbing a high water tower? No. And then she, like, climbs over the rail at the Mm -hmm. top, holds on with one hand and one foot, and just flails out into the wind. Like, oh, my God. And so Kevin is like, yep, you, I I love you. You, like, that's what you want me to say, so come on over here so you don't fucking die. And then she's like, oh, he loves me. Yeah, she literally says, love me back, Kevin, please. Like She also says, hold me, I think, at that point, too, which I love. I love it in a movie when somebody's just that like... such a me. 90s thing. <laughs> I don't I ever know Danny to hold me. Also punch me in the face, please. <laughs> oh, my God. God, so... But then... Kevin just goes with it 
He just and now he's like, oh, I love her. They're just dating now together, fucking not fucking. Not, I think not. No, not fucking. Not fucking. Yeah, because yeah, yeah it'll come into like, play. <laughs> I'm pregnant with this baby. So then Cheryl is obviously planning their wedding. Uh, the day yeah, after she <laughs> she tells her dad about him again, and her dad like is so stricken with grief over the loss of his wife who knows how long ago that he like does not pay attention to Cheryl at all Mm -hmm. except for when she says if Kevin asks me to have sex with him I'll say yes and he's like not in my house (laughs) so bad so she moves out yeah into like a little trailer and I know it was a cute little trailer I was like that was roomy the first thing she moved in there was a little dress form well, like why? where did she move on, Kevin, on the Kevin's land? On the Kevin's land. Like. And put her cattle there. And said, I can see your house from here. <laughs> All right, Sarah Palin. <laughs> I can see where you sleep from my trailer. <laughs> that was the inspiration for Sarah Palin later. To say she could see. Oh, God. What did she say? What did she say? She rush her from her house. <laughs> I can see Russia from my house. <laughs> oh, we really haven't talked about Larry. This is kind of where Larry comes into play. But Larry is Kevin's great friend. They work together. They're bre- they're best bros. They like, seem yeah. It's characterized like they're best friends. But when Cheryl meets Larry, she says, "So how do you know Kevin?" He's like, "I work for him part time." <laughs> they're like always together, hanging out. No. I really part time, but they're trying to like hook Larry. Like the whole beginning of this movie, Larry was interested in Cheryl, and Cheryl was just like, "Fuck off, Larry! I want yeah. nothing to do with you." So she moves on to the land, and one day, Larry is just on the tractor. Till well, so <laughs> this is important because she feels that Larry has betrayed her because. Kevin and Beth get back together. Yes. And he he waits until Beth says, yes, I'll get back together with you. Then he has Beth wait in his truck while he goes to break up with Cheryl in a <laughs> salon in front of other people. I mean, in in his defense, he did say like, oh, we probably shouldn't talk here. And she's like, no, it's fine. It's fine. We can talk about anything all the time. <laughs> So then she gets back home and she's like crying, crying, crying and sees a note on her trailer that says, I'm sorry, meet me at this motel. And she assumes it's from Kevin. But when she gets there, it's Larry. Larry. Now, Larry, what are you doing? Because this woman has just been dumped and you've got like a motel room with candy and flowers and stuff. And it's like your bro's ex, I guess, at this point, right? Come on, man. Nuh-uh. So, but she thinks that, like, Larry's working with Beth to humiliate her. Set her up, yeah. So then... Yeah, to just embarrass her or something like that. Or ruin her reputation or something like that. Gotta uphold that Dairy Queen uh, title. (laughs) So she goes nuts on Larry. Nuts. Like, throwing shit at him, screaming at him to get out of the hotel room. And he's like, whoa, okay, bye. 
I'll, I'll walk away. So then, you know, next day, whatever, Larry's on the tractor at the farm and then Larry is dead. We never find out how he died. I, I wasn't sure if he fell off the tractor, if there was like a bullet hole in his head. I couldn't tell. They never like talk about him being murdered. He's just like, he's dead. Yeah. So that was weird. I but we're led to believe that she killed him, obviously. Yeah. yeah. But we don't know how. But Kevin finds him in the field. And then there's a sad funeral. Oh. Oh, and then we find out Cheryl, like, actually has a wedding dress, too. I thought she was just looking at catalogs, but no, she, like, pulls out a fucking wedding dress. Was weird. Um, and then, uh, where? Oh, she goes, yes, yes, this part. (laughs) Our listeners, Anne is rubbing her hands together. This was the good part where she confronts Beth. I was into this. I was like, oh, Beth, go. So she follows Beth to Kevin's farm. And Mm -hmm. Beth is just like, Kev, where are you? And she realizes that um, Cheryl is like following her. So she runs up in the cow stables (laughs) like loft of the barn yeah Yeah. and cheryl is wearing all black and it's like a swat team oh no she has that like a black cap with the brim totally straight a little Mm -hmm. black crop like turtleneck maybe a black jacket black pants it was like a swat team member yeah like she was there to commit a crime and beth was like i have to hide and so beth is doing a really good job hiding. Then, of course, steps on a fucking hoe. With <laughs> like you do. It's not safe to have those just laying around, by the way. You need to hang them up, people. Up hang them up. But, so then she gets followed up. Cheryl comes up to the barn, or the loft. And there's all these, like, a chicken pops up from behind. The cat jumps down. The cat pounces over. <laughs> So you think like, oh, maybe Cheryl will just think it was an animal. No, Beth just like pops out. <laughs> walks out at that point, which I kind of, I commend her for doing that because yes. at some point you do need to be like, no, I'm not, no, you're, you're not, you're not scaring me for my yeah. whole life, which was not that much longer, but oh, no. <laughs> so they get into like this argument over Kevin and Beth's just like, fuck you. He doesn't want you. You're nuts. Go away. Leave me alone. Yeah. And she goes away. Beth escapes, right? Beth escapes right after Cheryl picks up a pitchfork. Like she's going to stab her with yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's but Beth, Beth runs away. Um, doesn't tell Kevin because Kevin's like, shh, 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 shh. I don't want to talk about anyone but us. They go on an entire date. Like, for the evening. She's been saving it up. She tries to tell it. Like, I'm sorry. If that happened to me, I know this is pre-cell phone. I would find a fucking landline and call someone and be like, Mm -hmm. "Uh, this crazy woman just tried to stab me with a pitchfork. Yeah. Uh, It's the farm where that guy just mysteriously died, too, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) You need to send someone out here. Well, we'll see soon how terrible the law enforcement officers are in this town. Um, 
So I probably wouldn't have done anything anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess the next day, Cheryl goes to Beth's work to apologize. And I am obsessed with Beth's co-worker. Oh, my God. <laughs> she honestly was probably my most favorite character. I loved her. She would, like, watch from just, like, two feet back. <laughs> To see what was going on. Oh, and she knew Cheryl was, like, all about the bullshit, too. She was like, uh-huh, you're here yeah. to see Beth? Great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. So she tries to steal phone records. There's phone records Beth is trying to steal, right? From the hotel. Something about yeah, phone records. after Beth dies... She's trying to get the phone records here. She just wanted to like apologize, apologize to Beth and make it seem like they were okay. And then later we see Beth and Kevin in their truck and Beth's like, I'm ready to do the deed. Mm -hmm. And so they plan it for Thursday. The sexiest thing to do. (laughs) It's always fun planning sex when you're going to lose your virginity. (laughs) (laughs) So here's another thing they don't explain at all. How did Cheryl know what was going to happen or like even when Beth was working because she was like leaving work early that other girl was covering for her but she might have just just, I assume she was just following her like that's true had a plan in her head um but she she knew they got engaged yeah because she saw the ring when she was apologizing and congratulations or something and then Tracy Gold said you're it's bad luck to congratulate someone I was like no it what when has that been a thing no you're thinking of Macbeth (laughs) you're thinking of the wrong thing Tracy darling you're allowed to say congratulations it's all right (laughs) I thought that was hilarious too I forgot about that yeah um so then she's Killed. Yeah, she kills her with a belt. Kills her on the night that she was supposed to lose her virginity to Kev. Um, there's a big search. The dad, Bobby's dad from Twin Peaks is the sheriff, cop, I don't know, kind of bumbling idiot. The sheriff, yeah. He, what is he from? I'm going to look it up because he looked so familiar and something's telling me Twin Peaks, but that's it is Twin Peaks, I just said. Oh, you fucking listening to anything I'm saying, Bridget? My God. Uh, (laughs) But I feel like he was in like a, uh, like a sci-fi show too, or something. I don't know why. Stargate. He was in Stargate. Why do I know that? I literally have never seen an episode of Stargate. We all know you Wait, followed MacGyver's career after <laughs> MacGyver. Wait, is it the movie Stargate or the show? The show. Isn't MacGyver on that? Yes. I've never watched the show Stargate. The movie's fucking awesome, though. I don't think I've seen either. What? Stargate's awesome. You should- I don't know how to watch things that are good. No, Stargate's great. Um, so the sheriff is, there's a belt left in the car that strangled Beth and it has the initials KR on it. Oh dear. Kevin Reese. Dun, dun, dun. 
Well, Beth plants that in Kevin's truck, right? After she shows up, <laughs> she shows up late to Beth's funeral. Which oh, is like, yeah. Okay. She did just roll up and then like immediately went to Kevin and like was all over him at his fucking fiance's funeral. Yeah. And then she's immediately like, well, now there's nothing standing in our way. And he's like, what kind of sick fuck? Yeah. <laughs> you know? So then she plants the belt in the truck. And like the sheriff is hellbent that Kevin killed her. Yeah. Before they find the belt. Um, and then Kevin finds the cow earring that Cheryl dropped when she killed Larry. He finds it like in the soil. Yeah. Which seems very unlikely. <laughs> Right. Um, and then, and then he just he puts it all together. Well, there's an awesome recap too. Oh, that's true. We see like, like five minutes flesh. long of basically the entire movie up to that point. I love those so much. I love when they are like, "Fuck, we need like five more minutes to film this movie," but everybody's done filming. What do we do? They're just like splice in a montage, baby. Like throw in some scenes we've already had. Let's do it. Assume the watchers are stupid and didn't understand the entire time what was happening, and we just need to hold their hand through it. Although they weren't, like I said, they weren't very clear about Larry's car earlier, so they could have That's, recapped that a little bit better for us. That that is true. So he, okay, so even though we've never seen him speak to Beth's co-worker from the motel before, now they're together and they're calling Cheryl mm-hmm. to like set mm-hmm. her up or something. Yeah. He's like, we need to talk. So he goes to her place. And she's cooking his favorite meal that he mentioned in passing one time. Hot roast. Hot roast, baby. I could use a fucking pot. Um, and he seems to like be trying to elicit a confession from her. But, like, he's not recording it. No, he's not recording anything. What are you trying to do? I thought he was going to wear a wire and everything and was, like, yes. hooked up with the cops with this. No. But then he realizes after they're, so, like, they get into a fight because she's, like, how dare you accuse me? Blah, blah, blah. He notices that she's fucking wearing Beth's engagement ring on a chain, which is next level, like, yeah. You are a serial killer. Yeah. That is your trophy. You're a maniac. So he fully punches Cheryl in the face. Hell yeah, he does. That. Yeah. And they get into a struggle and like she almost stabs him. And he leaves the trailer. As the sheriff is driving up, he like flags him down, but he's holding the ring. There is no reason for the sheriff to believe no. that he just took that from her. No, I know. I know. So you have to think, though, at that point, like, was the sheriff coming because they realized, like, oh, she did it? Or well, maybe they, they were talking to Beth's co-worker and she was like, Cheryl's the dangerous one. And the sheriff's like, whatever. Thanks for telling us where he is. We're going to go arrest him. Yeah, you're so, right. Like, they were going there to arrest him. Yeah. He had the belt in his car and he's holding <laughs> and the he's ring. holding the ring. Like, and then it just says on the screen, Cheryl was convicted to life in prison. And you're like, why? She was released last year. Yes. She got released. Yikes. Yeah, I know. I know. So, I, it was a good movie. I liked it. I don't know that it was necessarily believable the way they 
showed the ending. It's just so nuts that, I mean, what she was what, 20, 21 when this happened? Like, yeah. your brain isn't even fully functioned at that point. Please don't, like, commit murders before your brain is even, like, in adult mode, okay? Like, hold off on it. Your feelings aren't as big as you think they are. Simmer down a little. Wait Truly. And also, I don't think any person that you've been in a relationship with is worth murdering someone over. Especially months. a dairy farmer with a God complex. <laughs> I think in real life they had actually dated for like over a year. And yeah, then and then he broke up with her. Yeah. And so, I mean, obviously that doesn't excuse it, but that makes more sense than like becoming obsessed with someone after yeah. meeting them for five seconds and dating them for four days yeah. or whatever. The real one just couldn't, uh, couldn't give it up. It's just not. do it. I liked it though. What was your favorite outfit? Oh my goodness. I think my favorite outfit was um, Cheryl's outfit that was like a cow print bustier. And then she had like a denim shirt, button down shirt tied over it. And it also had like cows on it. Mm-hmm. It was it, like the, where like the seams kind of like cow. Like yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Yeah. But I appreciated that little cow print bustier. Is that what you would call that? Yeah, I would. A bustier. Sure. And I, I mean, mom jeans. Yeah. Mom jeans all over the place. Yeah. I liked her cow sweater. And I liked Kevin uh, when they went to the bar that first night. He had that big brown leather vest on. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> um, yeah. the Those jeans, though, from the 80s and 90s. Tracy Gold could not be thinner. And, like, the way she's wearing, like, the cut of those jeans and yeah. a belt. They're horrible. They're horrible. I mean, it makes, I don't know. I don't know why you would want to accentuate your body in that way. Like it's. It made her look way bigger than she was. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know um, her second on-screen kiss was Brad Pitt? What? Yeah. From what? I I don't know. I didn't look that far. (laughs) It just said on her thing. Her her second on-screen kiss was Brad Pitt. (laughs) I mean, good for her. Is she still acting? Oh, my God. I don't know if she's acting, but she is like a raging Democrat. And her her Twitter feed, because you know how Kirk Cameron is like... A maniac. (laughs) Very much a maniac. And is like super anti-masker. She wrote a tweet a couple of weeks ago that was like, I'm uh, worried about you, Kirk. Like I worry about your family and you need to fucking wear a mask. But I was just scrolling through her Twitter today and it was like, yeah, very liberal. And I was like, that's oh, awesome. I would be friends with Tracy Gold. It looks like she did more TV movies like in the 2000s into the teens, but hasn't acted since 2016. Only a few um, years. I also just learned about Kirk Cameron that he's so religious that he won't um, or he can't kiss anyone other than his wife. So whenever he makes a movie, you know, he makes those like Christian yeah. movies. They just cast someone who kind of looks like his wife and then his wife is the stand-in for all the kissing scenes. 
Like, what is the point of this? Wow. So is he, does he go to the same church as Mike Pence? I wonder. Does he call his wife mother? Mother. So gross. So gross. Okay, so I found this Washington Post, which, why are they doing this? This quiz from 2015, can you tell a fake Lifetime movie from a real one? Okay. Um, So I'm going to read the description, and then we'll decide if we think it's real or fake and see how we do. Okay, number one. (laughs) The title is, Dear Santa, why? (laughs) (laughs) This is the A mall Santa is wrongly accused of theft at the food court. He falls in love with a sexy elf, a former lawyer disbarred for a crime she didn't commit, who helps clear his name. That has got to be fake. I think it's fake, too. Jesus. Okay. Um, I think it's saying we're right, but I'm not sure. Okay, number two. (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) Number two is called Bounce Back. (laughs) Wait, hold on. Wait, you let me tell you what I think it's about. This is about a high school basketball coach who was divorced and is trying to take her team to championships and falls in love with the rival team's coach. Okay, that sounds amazing. (laughs) Not what this plot is, which if this isn't real, I'm going to be so disappointed. Okay, a woman bounces a check, <laughs> but a kindly teller gives her a break. Turns out he's her biological father with a secret. Hey, <laughs> oh, real? Is real? Is I it- think it's real. Okay. Nope, it was fake. <laughs> I'm so disappointed. Okay. Number three, Deadly Sibling Rivalry. Right from the title, that sounds like a real one. Yeah. Okay, a pair of twin sisters are always fighting, and things things don't get any better when one slips into a coma after a car accident, and the other steals her identity. I can't believe things didn't get better after one of them was in a coma. That's true. And also, I feel like that's loosely based on those crazy twins from Australia. Oh, what are... Uh, I gotta, I, I gotta send you the link. I have to find it, but it's like these two twins. I think they're from Australia. They like had this like psychotic break and ran into traffic and like. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I do know those. But then didn't one of them kill somebody or like tried to kill somebody or? I don't remember. There it's some, there was some crazy stuff that went on with that i wonder if that's what that was from but yeah i think that's real folks yeah i'm gonna say real as well and it is wow okay number four digital nightmare that sounds real a woman tries to figure out who killed her boyfriend whom she met why does say whom that's not the right use of whom the boyfriend she met A woman tries to figure out who killed her boyfriend, who she met on an online dating site. She visits the site under a pseudonym to look for suspects. That sounds real to me. Yeah. Oh, my God, it's fake. That has to be a real movie. We should make that a real movie. Oh, boy. Number five, The Party Never Stops, Diary of a Binge Drinker. Ooh. 
A college freshman learns a deadly lesson about the dangers of too much partying, and it's her best friend who pays the price. Ooh, that sounds real. It sounds real, and I feel like I watched it. It is real. (laughs) Number six, a little thing called murder. A con artist uses her young son as an accomplice as she scams rich people for all they're worth. That's true, because that's a real story. Yeah. That is true. All right. It was like this lady that, like stole the identity of this New York socialite and our son was in on it. And I feel like maybe they thought the mom and son were kind of, yeah, it was gross. Ooh. Ooh, David. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. Number seven, murder cabin. A reality dating show takes a haunted turn when a new location scout accidentally books a cabin with a deadly secret. That sounds real to me. I'm going to say it's fake. It sounds real, but I'm going to say it's fake. It's fake. You were right. Okay. Number eight, The Perfect Assistant. I feel like I've seen this title. There's a, a whole woman? series of like the perfect the perfect, husband, that's the perfect true. assistant, the perfect teacher. It's so funny. I was scrolling through. I'm like, how many fucking perfect things do they have on this? Can't also, if you just search deadly, you'll get like 10 results. <laughs> Okay, a woman falls in love with her boss and decides to seduce him when his wife becomes sick with a life-threatening illness. Oh, what a skeeze! Yikes. I'm going to say that's real. Probably real. It is a real movie. My goodness. Okay. There are a lot more. So I think we should do two more to do ten, and then... Next, so we can do the last 10. Okay, number nine, don't drop the ball. What do you think this one's about? Um, a recently divorced basketball coach has to do- <laughs> <laughs> Well, a disgraced former NFL player. Ooh, so close. <laughs> arrives in a small town where he strikes up a romance with the local diner owner who convinces him to put on the uniform one last time for a charity fundraiser game to save the town church. What? <laughs> that's too complicated. I mean, that, I sounds, that sounds more like a Hallmark movie, not Lifetime. Yes. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say that's fake. It's fake, and you're very good at this. Thank you. <laughs> Oh my God. Okay. 10. Hush, little baby. A new mom is fairly certain that her baby is A, trying to kill her, and B, the evil reincarnation of a daughter she lost long ago. I'm going to say that is true, and I want to watch it. Yeah, it sounds amazing. And it's real. We have to find that one. What is it called? Hush, little baby. Hush, little baby. I'm going to write it down because that sounds incredible. Oh my God. That's amazing. (laughs) I am obsessed with Bounce Back, which is not real, but I really want to see a movie about a woman who bounces a check and finds her dad. He's like the kindly teller at the bank. (laughs) 
<laughs> what does he see her ID and is like, oh. <laughs> I she has the same name as me, even though we've never met. Well, it would be her mom's last name, right? Oh, but yeah. still, he could remember that. But well, uh, yeah, that would just be hilarious. Look, speaking of Rose and Island, she also randomly meets her father in the hospital. So. <laughs> and he's like a monk. So maybe it's not as crazy as we thought. Oh my God. Oh my God. Well, I like this movie. I did too. It was very, um, like the quintessential 90s lifetime movie. Yeah. Well, very if you lived in a small town, what would your title be? You'd be like Little Miss whatever. What would you be? Hmm. Oh, that's a great question. I don't know. Probably like Little Miss Cupcake Butt. Little Miss Cupcake I was going to say I would be the pizza princess, but I think Little Miss Cupcake Butt is way Pass the crowd from last year. Virgin Salvia, you're reigning. Little Miss Cupcake. There she is. Little Miss Cupcake. But now I know what my costume will be if I'm ever on The Masked Singer. Oh my God. It'll just be like one of those like body suits, and then it'll just have like a cupcake on my butt. You know what they should do? I mean, we would obviously clearly know who it was immediately, but Alaska should dress up like Little Miss Pound Cake. And- <gasps> That's all I want. <laughs> Little Miss Pound Cake is one of the greatest things to come oh up with. Oh my God. Wait, is it Little Pound? It's just Little Pound Cake, right? It's not Little Miss Pound Cake. Oh yeah, it's, it's Little Pound Little Cake. Pound Cake. Yeah. I'm You're not my real <laughs> mom. <laughs> 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 you're not my real mom and you never will be <laughs> oh my god yeah i love this movie i thought it was great it was super great i just and... really love uh, there's always like at least a handful of people in these movies that you're just like yes that person yes like agree I'm, patrick duffy's probably gonna pop up in one of these <gasps> pretty soon and i'll be like the, the dad from step by step awesome like all these random weird people. I'm just really excited to revisit that I haven't thought about in fucking 15, 20 years. Agreed. Well, thank you for talking with me about this Bridget, masterpiece. Anytime. You're my little Miss Cupcake butt. <laughs> I'll do anything for you. <laughs> uh, my pizza princess. Aww. <laughs> we'll see you again next yep. Bye. Bye. Bye.